This, 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 this is mythical. Ramble. Earbiscus is supported by DoorDash. I'm keeping less alcoholic beverages in my house um, lately. I'm kind of on that swing of the pendulum. Okay. But I will say, there's times when when you wanna crack open an adult beverage. Yes, it happens. Sometimes amongst friends, sometimes alone. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't I, wanna get into the details. I recommend with friends. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, Here's to alcohol deliveries with DoorDash. Whether you're hosting, sending a congratulatory gift, or just staying in to chill with a cold one, DoorDash is an easy call. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. They have it all, beer, wine, mixers, and for those that don't drink, mocktails and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code Ear. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening, any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, the podcast where two lifelong friends talk about life for a long time. I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we're giving you a throwback episode because, I mean, we're on vacation. Yes. But we just wanted to give you uh, an episode in your feed so you could keep that routine of listening to us because that's important to us that you keep that weekly routine of, of, of getting up on your ear biscuit, okay? And maybe you haven't heard this. Maybe you had and you need to be refreshed. This is our 144th episode ever. It was a AMA, that stands for Ask Me or Us Anything. Uh, and we talked about a lot of things. I talked a lot about my specific proposal story to Jesse, which was a bit of an elaborate, uh, you know, thing that I orchestrated. So I go into all the details about that, and you can see just how romantic I was. I talked about my brochure collection, so you can see how romantic I was. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we also talked about zoos, aliens. Uh, massage. And I wore sunglasses during the entire recording. You may not, Spoiler be, able to, alert. You may not be able to hear that. We can't tell just, them everything. Just want you to know, I got sunglasses on the whole time. And um, yeah, so go down memory lane. Maybe you'll remember that you did listen to it. And you know what? We got a fresh new podcast. Yes. Dispatches from Myrtle Beach comes out every Thursday and those are brand new. So mm-hmm. if you want something that's not a throwback, I understand. You can, have, I, you can get in on my conversation with my dad. Uh, Dispatches from Myrtle Beach. Go ahead and subscribe to that. It comes out every Thursday. But please enjoy this episode of Ear Biscuits. We're going to be answering your questions about anything. Thank you for submitting those questions. Oh yeah, I, I love it when you guys give us mm, stuff to stuff to talk about too. We've got some in, introspective questions. We've also got some stuff that kind of might take us back. Gonna get, a good, gonna get a good story out of you related to uh, your personal wife, I mean personal life. My personal wife. You're too. making it public. Yeah, I'm making my, Brett's my, married. my wife public. And I'm just gonna give a warning. We should give them a warning that you may pick up on a different vibe from this ear biscuit. Don't tell them. See if they can figure it out. There's no way they can figure it out. Um, there's just a tremendous amount of tension between Rhett and I this morning. <laughs> you can cut it with a, you could cut it with your finger. 
you know, if you say you cut it with a knife, well, you can cut things with a knife, but if you could cut something with your finger, then it must must be soft. That's not, that's just not your coming together, is not it? not working. Um, there is no tension between uh, the tall one and I. Um, no, it has something to do with this conversation happening fresh fresh off the car. It's the morning. It's the, it's you, the morning. You, I mean, Boy, I really have a hard you, you time. Just, just said, I could have just come out and said it. We're recording this in the morning and we've never done that. This is a morning ear biscuit, which seems appropriate considering that it's a biscuit. I mean, I think biscuits are great any time of day, but I think traditionally they are enjoyed in the morning. We're just changing it up. Just, you know. Well, we have a little bit more flexibility in our schedule with the, uh, you know, with the summertime situation. But you let us know uh, if you want to, us to tell you when we're recording because, no, don't tell us that. I feel like I have a little morning face for the video watchers. But you, I mean, but you've already, I mean, you've been up for a while. You, I got up early, you got up early. You went, to, I'm sure you went to the gym. You I sure? went to the gym. Oh, thank you for being sure that I went to the gym. I, I actually did. Yeah, thank I, you. I went to the gym. What time did you get up? Uh, 5.45? I got up at 5.30. Oh. Ooh, but I woke up at five. I'm waking up before my alarm. Ooh, like I think this is sign. becoming my talent. Like whenever I set my alarm, that's because not a talent, it's not the same every day. Like some days it's 5.20, some days it's 5.30, some days it's 6.30. And I'll wake up before the alarm, Each, no matter what time it yeah, is. But you said half an hour early, that's not, that's not good timing. I mean sometimes I'll, no, it's not. I'll, I'll, I'll be like, I wake up, it'll be 5.25 and, the, and I'm supposed to get up at 5.30. I think it's just luck. And if that feels good, but if I wake up a half hour, I'm like, oh man, now I've got that weird thing that's gonna happen where I look at the clock, I, I don't have to get up for another 30 minutes, I'm gonna go back to sleep, but it's not gonna be good sleep. That's what happened to I'm, me this morning. Because now I'm thinking about, oh, I'm gonna get into this nice cocoon spot and then the alarm's gonna go off. Right, I don't right. wanna do that, I should just get up. Yeah, 20 to 30 minutes is just enough time to get really deep into a sleep. I mean, that's, that's the worst amount of time to wake up before your alarm and not get up. Because A, who gets up? before their alarm. That's stupid. Why would you do that? Hmm. Then I'm gonna sit on the couch and then fall asleep sitting up because I'm not getting ready. You're What? You're telling me that if you wake up early, you go and sit on the couch and wait until the allotted time to get ready? I've done that before, yeah. I said, well, I'm gonna do everything out of order. I'll make, I'll make a coffee and I'll sit here. I got 20 minutes, I could drink a coffee. You're telling me that if you get up early, you don't just start the same routine, it's just a little bit early. I only did it once and clearly. That was a mistake. I did it wrong. I mean. And I, okay, I apologize. But you of all people, as routine oriented as you are, I would, you can't change it up just because you no, get up early. I didn't, see, I didn't. I got up. You waited until my, the allotted time. Right, which is the routine. So I kept the routine and that was my problem. I think you should have kept the order and then you would just have more time on the back end. Are you saying that the gym opens at a certain time and then you've got yeah. this space and you gotta fill it with Well, something? there are classes. So I hate showing up to the gym way early and then there's like this awkward, I'm there with the other class before they're done. But to get up out of your bed and sit on the couch and wait. I only did it once. I mean, and yeah, I, I fell back asleep and your, I didn't go did anywhere. Did your wife know? She's like, she's like, she wakes up in the morning and there's just, your husband strangely sort of just sitting next to the bed. No, oh, no, I didn't just move over to the, we have a couch in our bedroom because that's how we roll. I ain't talking about that couch. I went downstairs and I sat uh, on like a lonesome couch, fell asleep. Okay, makes even less sense. Um, but usually if I wake up that, that much before my alarm clock, I'll go back to sleep. But before I go to sleep, I convince myself that <laughs> 
I'm not gonna get up at all. It's like, if you give me 10 minutes or 15 minutes in my brain to like battle out whether I'm gonna get up or not, I will not get up. That's called the resistance. Right, the resistance. I just have to, I have to get up mindlessly. Do you snooze? I can't, get, I can't engage my brain before I get out of bed. Do you ever snooze? No. Because that doesn't work for me. So what happens if you snooze? Well, you, I miss the gym, so the, the, snoozing is not an option. No, under any circumstances. Would you, have, if you didn't have somewhere to be. Yeah, I've snoo I snooze. I'm not that weird. Well, you think I'm a weird guy or something? Snooze is part of the time that I have allotted. <laughs> like it's part of your game. Two snoozes is technically part of the time. Every morning? No, I don't do it every morning, but I have two but, snoozes But to what use. about Jessie? She's in the bed, is she already awake? She gets up, she's early too. I mean, she gets up about the same time. So there's like she also is a not combination of four alarms going off when you can count both of you snoozing? Uh, no, because we have a white noise machine that plays at a very significant volume. Sounds racist. Okay. Uh, well, you can do pink noise as well. Seriously, what's pink noise? I'm not real sure. And there's also brown noise. So really, everybody's covered. <laughs> it really is. But There's brown noise, pink noise, and white noise? It just has to do with the mix of frequencies. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I yeah, you, you should it was have brought just that a up. joke. But it actually, not a sponsor, and it, and it won't help anyway, because I don't remember the name of it, but it's this little octagon that uh, has like 16 different fan sounds and then 16 different uh, basically like fuzz, like you know, frequency sounds. Okay. And so, and it's pretty bassy and it fires the, the, the sound up to the ceiling so it kind of spreads it around so, the room. Hold on, it fires the sound up so it, it's emanating from a place of a fan? No, it's emanating from everywhere. It feels like it's inside your head. Why do you know, you have one? Yes. Oh. That's the one you have. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's what I, I thought that's what I said. I, I no, I thought you just said there is this thing. I didn't know that you had it. No, I, this is the one I use. I, I'm a super light sleeper. It's so an octagon. It's pretty small though. I'm a super light sleeper, so my you could just have a fan. My, by the way, uh, no, because no, then you because also it, have no, a breeze. Because then that blows air. I don't want. What if I don't want the air on me at that particular moment? What if you're it's not a an airman? I pegged you as an airman. I have a ceiling fan as well. If I want that, I'll oh. turn that on. Well, you, you got it covered. But the my mom has always slept with a fan. She also sleeps with my dad. But she, <laughs> she, but she has, a, <laughs> she has a fan. Um, that is it. Like your mom, a fan, and your dad, or is it a fan, your mom, and your dad? The fan's not in the bed. The fan is, is okay. elsewhere. <laughs> but. I remember going in there. It was like freaking going into like a helipad <laughs> <laughs> growing up. Like you like where a helicopter was constantly yeah, landing. My, my mom <laughs> ran that fan so loud. You'd like you could hear it when they turn it on at night. It was just like right. it was like top. Right. It sounds like there's a baseball card it, stuck in the It could have been it could have been gas powered. <laughs> like I don't know how they got such a loud fan. All I know is when you went in there you at got night, a gas power fan in there. Like if, That's you, dangerous. if you had to go get their attention at night, like you had to knock on the door, but you had to like bang on the door, and then when you went in there, it was like speaking to someone in the middle of a combat. It's like, Mom, my foot fell asleep. I'm, I'm sorry, but I got news for you, man. You need to re, you need to just rerun this whole experience through your mind and realize that the fan was not to help them to sleep. 
but it was no, no, for something it, else. It, it was dual purpose. I do believe that it was uh, to cover <laughs> things, to cover things that might be happening. But also my mom uh, has always had a ringing in her ears and so it was a way to, uh, I guess they call that tinnitus? What do they call it? Tetanus. Yeah, tonight she has a tetanus infection. <laughs> T- tonight, she, uh, <laughs> so she she needed that to go to sleep. I need it because I'm such a light sleeper. Like I literally will wake up if like the, one of the the children like just kind of rolls over in the next room and just makes a noise. They don't even have to yell for us, even with the white noise machine on. A lot of times I'm like, Jesse, Shepherd is yelling for you right now. Like she do, <laughs> she doesn't know, so she doesn't wake up when my Alarm! My phone goes off on my side oh, okay. of the bed. It's like, but any little thing that breaks me out of the white noise. In fact, the other night, did the power go off at your house? No. In the middle of the night, we live pretty close to each other, so I just I looked out, um, and saw all the other houses were dark too. So, anyway, when the white noise went off, I woke up. Like that's how sensitive oh, I am. Oh wow. So it's the absence of white noise that almost shocked me. There's gotta be an analogy there somewhere. Well, I'm great with those, so I'm sure I can come up with one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you you use the white noise setting, not a simulated fan setting or like a helicopter like your mom. I've used it quite, I've, I, I've, you mix I've, it up? I've done a lot of different things. And Jesse doesn't care. No, she, she likes it. She likes it. I mean, I think ultimately all people could benefit from white noise. I also think it's a little bit of a crutch. So if you don't, if you don't right, need it's one, it's kind of like if you don't need. So and so now when I travel, I have a white noise app. I'll demonstrate. You're gonna demonstrate it. Yeah. There it is. It's one of the ones that comes up because I. What's the app called? Not a sponsor. I don't know. This is stream water flowing. This is this is the best I can get on this app because it was free. So I listen to this all night if I'm traveling. I mean, I wouldn't call that flowing, I'd call that gushing. Yeah, it's all the way up, man. This is a, I mean, cause you can go through some other things like, uh, ooh, that's, that ooh. makes me wanna pee everywhere. I know, gosh. This is a cat purring. I hate oh, that oh, sound. Put it up to the mic. I wanna kill that thing. It actually sounds like a cat purring in the foreground, but someone with a weed whacker in the background. Could you imagine the, the the crazy person that needs this to sleep? Okay. Well, uh, you're only saying that because of your love for cats. Crickets. That doesn't sound like crickets, it sounds like a ring wraith breathing. Yeah, that's horrible. You're holding it too close to the mic, it's, it's crazy. Okay. Frogs. I would, that's creepy, man. It's like, when I, I would dream about cro- frogs crawling on me. Yeah, bad, it's like a plague. Air conditioner, that's not bad. An industrial air conditioner. I've never gotten this deep. I might use this one. What if, what if we just record some, like Link making mouth noises? <laughs> Go to sleep. How, cra- how crazy is this one? A freaking grandfather clock. One time I, I tried to sleep at my Aunt Helen's house, Mom and Elle's sister. Still yeah. alive, she's like 95 years old. Helen, uh, yes. She uh, she had a grandfather clock and I was trying to sleep in the living room. I could not go to sleep. It was like a horror movie. Cause it's not a constant sound, it's just like that. Well, that, it's on a rhythm, it is a pendulum. 
I couldn't sleep. It drove me nuts. I was also in a recliner. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Anyway, that's how I get things done. We're, see, we're fresh out of that this morning. Yep. Having a morning biscuit. <laughs> fresh out the oven. Ear Biscuits is supported by Superfeet. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Well, guess what? Your feet don't have to hurt. When you add the signature orthotic shape of Superfeet insoles to your shoes, you give your feet comfort and support where they need it most, helping redistribute forces to reduce stress and strain on your entire body, not just your feet. Superfeet insoles are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. Since 1977, Superfeet has helped millions of people worldwide experience the life-changing magic of comfy, pain-free feet. Superfeet insoles upgrade the fit, feel, and function of your footwear to help you feel your best. The signature orthotic shape of Superfeet gives your feet the right type of support where you need it most. Physicians not only recommend Superfeet to their patients, they wear Superfeet insoles in their own shoes. Superfeet is the number one doctor worn and recommended insole. Superfeet has thousands of five-star reviews and is the insole of choice for top athletes on the field, on the ice, and on the slopes and everywhere in between. Superfeet has a wide range of insoles for every activity, every shoe, and every foot. From cushioned and flexible to firm and supportive, you can dial in your fit by taking their quick online quiz. We took the quiz, we've got our, mm -hmm. our insoles coming, they're on their way. You just answer a few short questions and Superfeet will recommend the best insole choice for you. Visit superfeet.com and enter the promo code EAR at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Okay, um, let's get to some questions here from you. We posted a prompt on Facebook and Twitter, so make sure you're following us there if you wanna get in on this. Rachel you Deal. You want me to take my glasses off? No. Okay. She, I recognize your name, Rachel. If I were a splurgy type of person, I'd hire a maid once a month because chores suck. What is one thing that you would like to splurge on more often and why don't you do it? Hmm, okay, I, I, I know so there's something that I've started to splurge on and then there's a whole other level of splurge that I am flirting with. You're flirting with the splurge? I've started splurging on more regular massages. I think uh, many times over the course of conversations I've brought this up because I never hesitate to big up a massage. And I think we talked about this on the show, but our schedules are on each other's calendar. And so when you have a massage scheduled, <laughs> I see it on my calendar and you schedule a lot of massages. And sometimes because I've got my Apple uh, CarPlay situation, I get in my car and it thinks that I'm you wanting to go get a massage and it begins navigating to your massage. <laughs> well, sooner or later I'm gonna you, show I mean, up and get in line. No, you can watch, I, I would not care. Like, I don't care. If I'm getting a massage, anything else can be going on, it won't matter. But what if I'm the one getting the massage and you're watching? Well, that's, that's not good. No, that's not good at all. That's what I'm talking about doing. I mean, you talked about going to gym. I try to go to, I try to get up with my alarm without snoozing and then going to the gym three or my goal is really four times a week. Mm -hmm. And I really don't feel good about myself if I if I only go twice. And it has nothing to do f physically, it's just emotionally because I've but set this standard. It's But it's mood enhancing. 
Oh, absolutely. It's totally mood enhancing. I mean, of course, everything is great about it except when I get injured and when I get really sore, but I basically get sore every week. I don't know. I guess that's a good sign is like if you continue to work out and you continue to get, if you stop getting sore, it means you're not working out hard enough. It's because they, the people at your gym have designed the workouts to continue to confuse your muscles. Muscle confusion is the name of the game and they know it at that gym. I used to go to your gym until I got injured, so I don't do it anymore. Um, meaning your back got strained. But, but my what, muscles what were confused in all the best ways. So what I'm saying is, yeah, you've noticed that your calendar has a lot of my massages on it because I put more as an incentive. A, I need them. Like my muscles get knotted up and so I get very intense massages in order to be able to go to the gym the next week. And I, but psychologically, I also consider it a reward. Like if you go to the gym, you're four times, if you meet your goal, then you've earned the right to get a massage and pay probably way too much money for a massage. And um, man, my pain tolerance has gone up so much because oh, I, I just get the masseuse to go for it. But it, I, I digress, my splurge would be taking it to the next level, because yeah, I'm already splurging. Like every other week, my goal being every week, I wanna get a massage. My goal being every week. But my splurge would be to hire a personal masseuse. Do you mean a person who, is that's their only job is to massage you, or do you mean that they just come to the office or wherever you're at? Well, I thought that they would come to like the house and maybe give me a massage, give Christy a massage, even Lily, I think because of like her back. So one year anniversary of her, um, her back fusion, by the way, and she's doing fabulous. Hmm. Um, as of the recording of this, we're celebrating today, right now, she was in surgery one year ago. Did you have something special for breakfast? No. Oh. What We had a special discussion about it like we commemorated it uh, conversationally. I don't know what kind of breakfast you would have had. You made me feel a little guilty all of a sudden. To, well, you, you made it sound like it was, I mean it is a big deal, but I, it's, I thought you were about to right, say. Right, but we didn't do anything. So we, there we weren't had, cupcakes for breakfast. We had a spine cake for, we had a <laughs> spine cake for breakfast. But so splurging would be even, so I started thinking about that, but you gotta find the right person, somebody that's really good. And then beyond that, I've started to think, if I found that person and I hired them to like show up at where I'm at instead of me going to them, even a step further is just having that person on staff, just literally someone following me around, just giving me a massage in increments throughout the day. Can't you over massage though? I mean, I, is there such a thing? Well, I'd love, to, I'd love to have to experience that and be able to answer that firsthand. Your muscles, That's my goal. Your muscles become like veal. You know what? I've just become, I'm too tenderized. Right. And I you would just become I, a tender person. I, that's what I want to do. I want to push the limits of ten, human tenderization. <laughs> but I do. I, but I, that it would be so ridiculous. I know it sounds ridiculous having somebody because I am not the type of person. I I actually I don't like massaging people that I know or being massaged by people I know. I don't like that. I don't like this. Like, oh, I'm gonna go up behind somebody like a friend of mine. Like, I I've never massaged your back. You know, there's some people who are well, like. maybe for a video. They'll come up behind you and like massage your back. Yeah, I'm not into that. And, it, and especially nowadays, you gotta watch that. Can't be just going up and massaging people. Well, yeah, I don't feel like it's. 
but it's appropriate. But I mean, even back in like, I mean, it's got to be with consent. It's but but usually it's not. Usually it's just like, oh, I'm being massaged. Yeah, but those weird. It's just a weird instinct it, there, from some people. There are certain people who are massagers. And they should be masseuses. And then if, the, if they're on the payroll for that, then okay, it's all legit. And it's like, why is in every meeting, I, I just want someone massaging me while I'm in meetings. Like how. Yeah, you don't wanna be that guy though. You have to think about how the social horrible. impact. Yeah. Because that would be bad. if you become a tenderized person that is constantly being massaged, now you've created a social, a social awkwardness with all your interactions. So You're right. These are things that gotta be done in secret. And I am- It's not sus- secret, I but am, in, no, in secret massages. In private. And I am suspicious of becoming too tender. So what's your splurge? First of all, I am a splurgy person. Yeah. You know, splurgy could be my middle name. <laughs> and uh, so I am very often buying things for myself. Um, but, I think that the most I don't I think I, I this is not an, a position that exists but I would hire a hobby hobby trier. Let me explain what this is. This is your because I'm sometimes I'm like you know what a I, hobby trier like I'd like to paint. You know I'd like to paint. I wonder what painting is like. Well, I'd like to go home one day and a hobby trier would be there. He or she would say. Uh, welcome home. You're g- today you're going to try painting. I've got everything you need. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're so just... you don't want someone to to test the waters for you. Like, welcome home. I've been painting all day. I'm going to tell you what it was like. No, it's not like the person who who, who tests the, the the food for the king. What was that? The cup bearer. The cup bearer. It's not a cup bearer. It's not a hobby bearer. It's a hobby introducerer. It's somebody who is like, I've got all the equipment. Here it is. I've done a little research and go for it, you've got one hour to see if you like this hobby. I'm gonna return all the paints you don't open, whatever. <laughs> because I'm always thinking about things I wanna try, but you gotta like go to, you gotta go to like Joann's to really, you know, you gotta spend half a day at Joann's just to be ready for it. But isn't a big thing for you actually, it's all like at Joann's disco- by the way. Discovery and s- the spending of the money that is part of it for you, or are you saying you don't like that part? You just mm-hmm. wanna get into it. I, don't, I mean, I don't, th- I don't mind the spending of the money, um, but I don't think that that's what I am. I, I get into things and then I buy the things that you need to accompany the experience. Um, but a lot of times because I just kind of piecemeal it together, I, I need like a, I need a hobby introducer. Somebody should invent that and be awesome business card too. Anyway, I'd pay for that if that, if that existed. Hobby introducer. They're that's not, not expert, a good name. They're not an expert in anything. Hobby, hobby guide. But just give it a shot dot com. No, not shot. Give it a try. Give it a whirl. Mm. The whirl. The whirl is pretty limiting. Give it a whirl. But in general, I, I'm a pretty. I'm, I'm already a splurger, so I probably don't even need to do that. Uh, here's another question, though. Uh, from Meg Manuel. Manuel, but I like to say Manuel. <laughs> You're wrong, but go ahead. I have a not so called simple question. Okay. (laughs) For you two, if you had a chance to use anything or become anyone in the world or the impossible, what would it be and why? If we had a chance to become the impossible, what would it be? I don't know what that. Use anything or become anyone in the world or the impossible. 
Basically, you could do anything, and it doesn't have to be limited to what's possible. I guess. I the the thing that intrigues me is the if you had a chance to use anything because I immediately think about that wave pool in Austin, Texas oh, yeah, that you, you that were video. showing me on your phone. Who was that? Uh, Kelly Slater? I think Kelly Slater. The is, surfer, it, the, the professional s- surfer. Is involved, if not in, in, he did it. I don't, or he's got another one. I don't know all the facts. It's a big freaking, I I mean, you, I would say wave pool. Can but you look up the name of that, Jacob? Like You're starting to think uh, that. Uh, what, what, what would you call it? Would you call it automatic wave machine, yeah. Austin, Texas? Just search that and see Don't think called. about like a water park wave pool when there's like, all these people on floaties and then a horn sounds at Emerald Point or whatever your water park is and called. And it's not a and standing it, like, wave like on a cruise it sends. ship. It's not a wave pool like at the water park and it's not a standing wave that you see on a cruise ship where it's just going the whole time, which that also looks fun. No, this is a freaking huge pool like giant big, lake. As big, I think it's as big as a football field is what it looked like. Could but be bigger. Picture right down the center line of the football field, not, not the halfway point. What's that called? Midfield. Midfield, but bisecting the length from goalpost to goalpost, and there's some sort of robotic apparatus that then like travels from one end to the other and seems to create a wave that then you can surf on either side. You a right, a right, and a left. A right and a left at the same time. And it's and a per- can, and it's a perfectly formed. I mean, they can manipulate the wave, but it's a perfect tube. And I, I want to, I want to use that anything. We got to go there, man. We got. Let's just go there this summer. What is the name of it? Inland Surf Park. Inland Surf Park. Inland Surf Park in Austin or outside of Austin. Got to do that, man. I bet those dude perfect guys have been there. Uh, they do everything, don't they? They're over there in Texas just doing stuff. Yeah, in their big old warehouse. I love LA though, I'm not gonna dog it. I mean, we have we have a wave pool too. It's called the Pacific Ocean. Yep. But it's very finicky. Unpredictable it's and so cold. Finicky. And if it rains, you can't go in it for like a week. 72 hours is the recommended delay. Because all of the runoff from the Los Angeles streets and whatnot go into the ocean. I mean, it just goes into the ocean. It's just runoff. Yeah, and then you're sitting in there, and you you don't think you're drinking it, but you're drinking it. It's your, getting into your, you. your skin is drinking it. You're in. digesting at least an ounce of that water every time you go in it. Of course, who knows what they put in that Austin pool? Probably you know, just barbecue sauce, cowboy piss. Yeah, a mix of those two things. <laughs> <laughs> but I I'm a little afraid. I mean, we could we could easily make plans to go there. I mean, it ain't that hard. It's not like the other thing I was gonna say, which was. Is your personal masseuse coming? Because that's an extra ticket. Well, that that's on me. Stay out of it. He ain't masseusing you. Oh, it's a man. Yeah, it's a man. I'm do, just. Do you have an opinion? Are you a George Costanza situation here? Do you have an opinion about the? Uh... All I care about is skills. Okay. So I don't care if it's a man or a woman. I just want skills, and I've, I've partaked of both. Hmm. It doesn't matter to me. It's it's a it's like a sports deep tissue massage thing. There's nothing weird about it, and I'm completely naked. But there's a sheet, and they know what to do with the sheet. And it's keep it on you. Hopefully, I'm no different than LeBron James. I work out, well, and then I go and I get pounded on. I could. It's just, I could make a list of the differences. 
Well, when it comes to getting a sports massage, there's no difference. I mean, imagine how much longer it would take. Like, I get a 90 minute massage, and I'm like, dang it, this is getting too short. I will not get a 60 minute anymore. Like, I am such, I'm such a spoiled brat when it comes yeah. to massages. But if you're like, how tall is, how big, think about how big LeBron James is. Or, and there's bigger people than him. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Imagine how long it would take to give them a proper sports massage. I mean, you're Are talking you four hours. because they have more muscles? Yeah. Like, I've got dinky muscles, and it's I like. I don't think that it increases the time. It absolutely has to. I don't think it's it's perfor- proportional to the muscle mass. Of course it is, I mean, and. You think that LeBron James. LeBron James' James deltoid get, is as big as my head. I guarantee you, LeBron James does not get four hour massages. I could, call, I could text him right now. I, got I bet number. you he's got three people on him. I don't have his number. I have a, a fake LeBron James that I follow on Twitter. Just a fan account. <laughs> Ear Biscuits is supported by the Farmer's Dog. Dogs will eat basically anything you put in front of them. And if you're Barbara, you will like <laughs> seek it out off of tables, counters. That that woman is crazy, <laughs> uh, that woman being my dog. Uh, so it's important to be putting the right kind of food in their bowls. Right, and when you care about your dogs as much as we care about ours, you know, a thoughtful approach to what goes in those bowls Makes sense. Yes, the farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. Just tell them about your dog and they'll deliver personalized vet developed recipes for as little as $2 a day. The meals arrive pre-portioned and in ready to serve packs delivered on your schedule. Millions of meals have been ordered across the country. We've been partnering with the Farmer's Dog for a few years now and they really are as good as they say. It really has never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. Get 50% off your first box of fresh healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash ear. The other thing I was gonna say I wanted to use was I wanna pilot the boring machine that Elon Musk has invented. I want to be the guy behind the whip, like boring into the ground and making tunnels. Hmm, seems boring. I, w- I don't wanna do it professionally, I wanna do it once. I, we, let's do the wave machine. That's uh, because that's a realistic goal. And, uh, and it's in Texas, man. It's not like it's on the other side of the world. Right. Okay. Maybe they'll invite us there. We can make a video. Well, that out was of it. the whole point. I guess why I, got right, I didn't want to say it. You know, yeah, it's like sure. inland. In, 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 we, we mentioned them. All. Kelly. And then come on, Kelly. And then they're like, "Oh, we should invite Rhett and Link." Let us here. know. And, you know. That was really the whole ploy. See what happens. Okay. Uh, many people said that they wanted to hear my proposal story because we heard your proposal story, and we might have said right. Even this one's from Tamara Jackson says. Uh, that we got links in a good mythical more. So, oh, that's where it was. You can you can track down the good mythical more where I where I give my proposal story, which has its it has more than its share of uncalculated mishaps, user errors, left turns, user errors, and and hijinks. But ended on a ended in a good way. It still took, in spite of everything I did, to make to contribute to. Engagement. Um, okay, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna do this quickly because there's pieces to it. The very first time we ever really got to know each other um, was while sitting 
uh, on a bench at Macaroni Grill in Cary, North Carolina, waiting for Jesse to meet a locksmith because she had locked her keys in her car the night before. And not with you. She was not with me the night before. In fact, I had only talked to her one time. However, I went to uh, like a pool party at uh, at her parents' house that my parents were at, and my brother was at, um, and everyone was like trying to get us together, right? So like my sister-in-law was like trying to get us together. My mom wanted to, everybody wanted to get us together. Yeah, you and so, and you should explain a little bit more of the dynamic of how everybody knew each other but how you didn't know her. Well, her dad was my dentist growing up. Um, so I knew him and knew that he had, I vaguely knew that he had daughters. Um, but then my family and her family started going to church together. And so um, that's how I actually got to know her. But you were in college. You were a sophomore, right? Uh, yeah, I was in college and she was a senior in high school. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I found out that she was a senior in high school and I was like, well. At, at this party? No, I found out about that before. Like when, cause when I, when I met her and I talked to her and I liked her, and then like at the end of the conversation, I find out, or later I'm talking to somebody else and they're like, yeah, she's a senior in high school. I'm like, oh no, no, that, I'm in college, man, no. And um, so anyway. And I was like, go for it. No, you weren't. Don't worry, just see yeah, what yeah. happens. And um, so I basically made up my mind that I was like, okay, well I can't date this girl, she's in, she's in high school. And um, but, when I go to this 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 uh, pool thing at her parents' house, I was kind of going because I knew she was going to be there. So it's one of these things. It's like I like this girl. I can't date her, but I kind of want to know her because she will be in college one day, you know. <laughs> and um, and so I um, I'm like talking to her at this thing, and then she's like, "Well, I got to go. I locked my keys in my car." Uh, last night up at the Macaroni Grill and Carrie. And then Teresa, my sister-in-law is like, well, Rhett, why don't you take her up there? Why don't you drive her up there? That was Teresa? Mm-hmm. And then my- That's, that's, for, that's very Teresa. Yeah, definitely. Um, but the keys thing is very Jesse. It's like, oh. I love the fact that like- Yeah, we, we, have a, we have a personal locksmith. We don't have a personal masseuse in my house. We have a personal locksmith. We have a we have like two locksmiths on speed dial. Okay, yeah, you know, and so this is the be. What you're saying is this is the beginning of your relationship, and I just think it's so poetic that this is how it began. So um, we drive up there from Fuquay to Cary, you know, twenty five minute car ride, and you know. It, we're obviously connecting, like we're having a great conversation and I'm like, I've got this like sinking feeling because I'm like, oh no, I like her so much. This is not good, she's in high school. <laughs> and so then we have this, then the locksmith doesn't show up for like three hours. What? We sit on this bench at Macaroni Grill. This is before cell phones, so you couldn't call the guy. He was just like, I'll be there. I'll be there at 7 p.m. and he wasn't there until 10 p.m. Like it was that kind of thing. Like, But here we are having this conversation on this bench he ho might have hoping been, he never shows up. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty cute. I think he was in the bushes watching you guys make a love connection and he's kinda 
He's like, I don't want to ruin. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to cut well, it short. I want to be plus. Very, I wanna plus, be, I want to. I want to creep a little bit. Be very clear that I was only conversation. It was just intense conversation. It was the you know you 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 have those conversations where you're like. Uh, it, it, when you're in high school, you think these are deep questions. Like, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? You know, if you could, if I could go back to like what we actually talked about, I'd probably be like a little, little cringe factor. But so you don't remember that being no, one, I a don't, topic. I don't it, know. It, I, I I was making up some questions and trying to seem interesting. You know, it was working, and uh, so <laughs> we we are very interested in each other. Now, fast forward. We did not date while she was in high school because I just drew a line at that. Did the locksmith, I wanna go deep with the locksmith. He, what I did don't he remember do? anything about him. He showed up and he, uh, he, he unlocked showed the up car? And he unlocked the car. I mean, Mazda 626, like that, it was over. Not okay. very exciting. Okay. I say that to let you know that the bench in front of the macaroni grill at Carrie was a very significant location in our relationship. We did not start dating officially until she, uh, I became a freshman in college the next year. Now, uh, here, but things move very quickly, ridiculously quickly after that, because she went away uh, to, 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 she came to Los Angeles for the summer between her freshman and sophomore year in college. You're gonna think I'm a nut, and I was, because I would never advise anyone doing this, but thank God it worked out for us. So she was going into, she was gonna be a sophomore in college. And I was gonna be, I was graduating. I was graduating college. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm gonna ask this girl to marry me. I don't care if she's still in college. I don't care if she just finished her freshman year in college. I love her and I wanna spend the rest of my life with her. And uh, I was married. It was working fine for me. You had just gotten married. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, well, I gotta be married too. Thanks, Mary. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, so I married a girl who graduated um, the same time as me. And and Greg, our other roommate, got married in the middle of the year. So I was like, well, we yeah, all got, gotta get married I in the same calendar in, year. I got married in May. He got married in December, and then you were like oh. in the next June. So, but here's the proposal. I don't want to drag this out. Uh, there's other questions to get to. But I was like, drag I, it out, man. I, uh, I needed to get a ring, so my ring story is a little different than yours. Uh, I knew that I should probably have a ring when I asked her. So, well, that's your opinion. And so I uh, was thinking about saving up a very. I didn't have any money, so I was like, "How am I going to find a ring?" And I'm talking to her grandmother, Gaga, who we talk about in the book of Mythicality, um, about how I'm trying to figure out what to do about a ring. I'm telling her whole family. I took, went out and took her dad out to dinner and asked and asked for his permission. Yes, this is a very traditional Southern situation. Uh, where that kind of thing was done. Did he inspect your teeth? Uh, no, he didn't. He already knew I had good teeth because he was my dentist. And uh, that conversation went well. Everyone knew that I was going to ask her to marry me when she got back and everyone was okay with it. No one was like, you guys, she, shouldn't she be older? No one said that. I don't know if I would have listened, but no one even said that. So it's interesting that she was away for the summer, which is exactly the scenario. Christy was away for the summer. And then when she came back, right. I popped the question. Right. So. But as I'm telling Gaga this, about, you're basically following my lead, emulating me a year later to a T. Except you, you learn from my mistakes. Exactly. So you're not saying that you wouldn't. If I hadn't done it, you probably would have made all my mistakes. Correct. So I, uh, I'm talking to Gaga, and then she's like, "Oh, you need a ring. Hold on a second. And she goes into a closet and pulls out a freaking plastic bag of a bunch of knickknacks, 
and she's like reaching down there and she's like, oh, this is my, this is my mama's diamond ring. And she hands me over this giant diamond. <laughs> carrot and a half. Whoa. I'm like, what? I was gonna get like a third of a carrot. I was gonna get such a, I, you know, and yeah. I was gonna be pushing it. And, uh, and it was like all covered up in some weird fitting. It was like an old setting and, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna pay the 250 bucks to get this thing reset, and I've got this awesome diamond ring, so I'm ready, right? And I didn't, and I didn't have to pay for the diamond. It's an heirloom. Her grandmother's name was her great grandmother's name was Jessie, so she was Jessie was getting Jessie's ring. Everything was falling into place. Oh wow! So oh wow! When she gets back, about a week passes, and I've got like this special night plan where I'm gonna pop the question. And so what I ended up doing is. Um, I was like, I wanna take her to a series of locations that are, have been special in our relationship and I'm going to blindfold her uh, in between the locations and then I will walk her out to this to these places and then take the blindfold off and be like, oh, and now we're here and do you remember the things that happened here? Pretty kinky. Um, yeah, blindfolds didn't have the, quite the same, this is before Fifty Shades of Grey, you know, we didn't, we weren't familiar with that. I'm still thing. not, for the so, record. It was just just to keep someone in, you know, not knowing where they're at. So I'm trying to remember all the places I took her, but I took her. You, if you follow, uh, Wait, me, were you driving her around and she had a blindfold no, on? No, I was on a horse. Well, of course, I was driving her around. What I do just you mean? mean you get kind of nauseous with a blindfold on. Uh, she doesn't. Good. <laughs> so you you escaped you escaped another. This isn't ravine. like this isn't like you in the book of mythicality when the, your <laughs> right. mom was taking you to the birthday party. No. Uh, she was not getting nauseous. She was enjoying the, the conversation and the anticipation. Um, but as I was trying to give myself a shout out uh, on Instagram, Red MC, if you follow me there, you know uh, that uh, I posted a picture of the carving of our names in a tree on NC State's campus, uh, which by at that point, the carving had only been in the tree for about a year. So one of the stops was taking her to that tree on NC State's campus and talking about the memories that we had there. One was taking her to, I think it was, it was a, a lake near NC State, like Lake Johnson or something. I, I can't remember what it was. Sounds right. But we had had like a special date out there. Anyway, I can't remember all the places I took her, but I knew that the final stop was going to be the bench in front of the macaroni grill in Cary. Oh yeah. And the plan was. Call the locksmith. When she, when she takes off the blindfold, I am on one knee with this Bam! Giant diamond ring oh, that I didn't pay for. Um, Kiko, you're gonna have that. Bam! You're gonna have to. You no, know, that's good. No, that's good. You need more bams. And you have uh, to warn them about that. Needless to say. Okay, so yes, yeah, so you you sat her on the bench. She's blindfolded. She's like, keep the blindfold on. Just sit down right here. She's starting to think. Okay, this feels like a bench. Okay, she's starting to guess where she, she smells is. the macaroni. Yeah, the garlic. I don't bread. even think they have macaroni, but you know, she smells what they grilled. The grilled there. macaroni, and then so like you're timing it to be like. Okay, now remove the blindfold. Okay, how did it? How did it go? Well, I didn't say it in a magician's voice. I didn't do that. So you got her on the bench. <laughs> I got her on the bench, and then I said, <laughs> "Okay, remove the blindfold." <laughs> and when she did, I was down on one knee with the ring, and I said something incredibly sweet that I don't remember that ended with, um, "Will you marry me?" And when did she, something go wrong? It didn't. She started crying. Dang it. And then she hugged me and she did not immediately say yes because she was um smarter than you. She was 19 years old, man. She was a freaking teenager. She shouldn't have said yes. 
It was wrong, but it worked out again. Um, and what? Hold on. She didn't say yes. No, she did. She. It wasn't like yes, yes, yes. It wasn't one of those situations where you know that this is coming, and you're both in a, in a place in life where it's just inevitable that you're going to ask the question. She was surprised. Like, she, like she, she, there was no leak from her grandma no, with no. the ring or her family she from permission. It wasn't one of these things where like you go pick out the ring together. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It, I know it, that. It was but, a surprise. So, but but she still could have heard. She hadn't heard. I, I think that she understood that I, that that's what I wanted, but. It wasn't a very clear thing that it would, it wasn't a super surprise like, what, I've never even thought about this, but it was like, I did not know this was happening now. Mm. But then she started nodding and I was like, is that a yes? And she was like, yes. And, uh, but even even after that. Did you go in, did you go in at that point or did the locksmith show up at that point? Oh, we didn't eat at the macaroni grill. We just used the bench. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't even tip anybody. Did the locksmith show up? Was uh, he a part of this? I didn't have his contact info. That would have been cool, man. If the locksmith shows up and he's he's there, slow clapping. He, he's got the. I mean, you. Do, I mean, you can find ways to improve on my story, but well, I'm not um, saying that. Well, uh, the only way that I would actually improve. It's such a sweet story. Nothing. Nothing went wrong. Um, I was I was looking for a left turn or some sort of foible. The only thing I would change is, it was super sweet, very cute, <laughs> except. Because you're wearing those sunglasses, when you tell the whole thing, you seem like a complete douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> I asked you if you wanted me to keep these on. I know, you it's like, yes. it's totally undermining your the vibe for those watching the because video. Because what's gonna happen. But the audio, again, this is made ultimately for audio but, but and no one's thing, gonna be What's gonna happen off. is they like, the, here at Mythical, we, we cut down these things, so there's gonna be just an yeah. isolated <laughs> story of me telling my, and they're gonna be like, what is Rhett doing now? Why is he wearing Why is he, wearing, is he doing a sunglass thing now? I think and the, all I, the comments are gonna be about how. You're crying under there. About how Rhett must be hiding something. Oh, they got in a fight. No, He's I think. he got a black eye. I think it's that the story should be that you're hiding your emotions, man. Well, here's the thing I'm gonna wear these sunglasses in life from now on in everything we do just to upset you. Not you, but yeah, you. Don't, no one's upset. No, some people aren't. Nobody's upset. And I like upsetting people, it's my hobby. It's but one of my main hobbies. It's not, let, let's go with another question. You and Jesse are still together. Yeah, we are, many years later. Hanging by a thread, but but you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, how, how long has it been? It's been, since that, since that proposal. 18 years. 18 years. Okay. That's crazy. Ear Biscuits is supported by Live Nation. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, yeah. Alanis Morissette, okay. Cage the Elephant. Why not? Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Another question from Zoe Sutton. What is the strangest hobby you've ever had? Strangest hobby. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure at some point I've talked about this grade school hobby of mine, but um, it's so strange, I just have to, I, I'll, I'll tell you. 
again if if you've heard it before. As a kid, in 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 my road trip travels, either with, and I'm talking like young, like first, second, third grade, because I know that I'd go on road trips with like my stepdad Jimmy, and then like my papa, we would take road trips on the interstate, and we'd always stop at at rest stops, and there were or different gas stations or whatever would also have these like big displays of brochures, like local tourist attractions. So my hobby was collecting brochures of places that I would most likely never visit. And then my hobby extended well beyond that to when I got back home, I would pour over these brochures, like three three leaf pamphlets, pamphlets, and I would, I had a whole stack of them. You know, probably, you know, a foot tall worth of brochures. And I would go through them and just look at them. Were you and thinking I would, about one day visiting these places or was it about the brochure? That's as far as it, it was about the brochure and it was about, I would think about visiting the places and then I would rank them in terms of my favorite places. Favorite places or favorite brochure? Favorite places depicted on brochures. But uh, the quality of the brochure did have an impact. Of course, presentation. You know, Disney World was on top for a while, but then right behind that, you had this place called like Alligator World. Oh gosh, yeah. They had a really good brochure. They had a brochure that was as good as Disney's brochure. Maybe even better. Something tells me that the actual experience of being there was not the same. Um, They had less rules than Disney, I guarantee you that. But there were certain points in my reshuffling and ranking of the brochures that Alligator World did a few times move ahead. So I was like I was like freaking Casey Kasem in the top 40. Like on a on a weekly basis I would re-rank them. Like yeah. last week you were at number 4, yeah, now a, you're at number 2. A little less entertaining for the masses, but And then once you got to the bottom of the stack, there was like yarn shop. Like I would uh, you know, I felt threshold was pretty uh, low. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, it was all part of it cuz I didn't want to leave any brochure out. I would feel guilty. So what'd you do when you went to those things that had like 60 of them? You got one of every? I, I wouldn't get ones that were like like steakhouse. Like there were steakhouse brochures. I would leave those, I'd leave those for the, did they for have the retirees. Fold, did they have to be folding? Because a lot of the ones now are just one panel. Yeah, they would, I, I would never pick up a one panel. It would be like a bifold or a trifold or more. More? Oh, some of them were more. How many is Alligator World? Uh, I believe that was the trifold. Yeah. Disney big, World was big gator. The, Disney World had a lot. I mean, there were like I had five or six different Disney World brochures because they had some. You for still the have these? No. You burn them? Uh, I can't think that I ever would have burned them. I just don't. I probably put them in a box at some point, and then the box was probably thrown away when Mom moved out of the house. Is this why your mom used a brochure to talk to you about sex? Because she knew your. Affinity? I was really into it. Um. Did you, brochure did you put that sex. one above Alligator World? <laughs> <laughs> it was not in that stack. <laughs> Son, I'm gonna give you this Alligator World brochure and teach you about sex. <laughs> See these two gators? Let me tell you what's actually happening uh, right now. Um, that's my weirdest hobby, I think. I've had a bunch of hobbies. We actually did a whole episode about my, my layers that I call them. Some people call them phases. Um, I don't know, I, my weirdest one was probably bonsai. 
Um, it didn't last very long. It's not a weird hobby. I mean, it's, I it's mean, eccentric. It's, it might be a little unexpected. Well, it is wood. You like wood. Um, but I killed the tree and the hobby ended. And um, this is a pricey tree. Like Jesse got this for like a birthday present. Like she showed it to me before. Yeah. You got you get, you got it. it I was, was like it was like almost was like oh this is uh, it's almost twenty years old. This require I was like Jesse, this thing um looks expensive. There um, actually wasn't that pricey. It's kind of big. And then I was like, you, this type of thing requires like, like steadfast commitment for like ever. And well, I kind of left it at that. That's actually debatable. It requires. Well, I could be wrong, but that's what I thought. It requires the correct, the, the, the right conditions. And so if you live in a place that doesn't have the right conditions or you've gotten in a place that it isn't in the right conditions, then the amount of care increases. And I just didn't really understand um, where it should be, and I had a book, but it didn't tell me. About you put it. So what did you do wrong? You put it outside, or in the direct sunlight? It's supposed or to be outside. A lot of them were supposed to be outside, and I believe the one. But I put it outside, but it was kind of like half. It wasn't in full sunlight. I think maybe it should have been in full sunlight. I don't know. The fact that I'm ignorant about it is the reason that I have a dead tree. Do you still have it? No. You put it in the green. I buried it. I did a whole funeral service for it. No, you put it in the in the landscape bin. Yeah, I did. I just didn't want to say that because it seems so disrespectful. Boomp! Just like landed throw, throwing a, bit a friend in the trash. Or did you keep the goldfish. pot that was in? But to, to recycle to use that? Uh, probably. Wear it as a helmet every once in a while. Um, but the thing that I'm thinking about getting into, Tai Chi. What is that? That that's where the people are doing like the slow dances by themselves in the park, and it's like, don't talk to that person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to be the don't talk to that guy. No, but uh, it's like it's like karate motions in slow motion. It looks like you're surfing on a like a yoga mat or a blanket or just grass. It's supposed to be really good for like stress relief and balance. And a lot of people who are already like into like yoga and Pilates like will kind of naturally move into it. Um, I've had a couple people recommend it to me, but. Easily confused with chai tea, by the way. Well, totally different thing. You cannot you cannot drink tai chi, chai tea while doing tai chi, because it, then it's just basically like nothing is happening, because they cancel each other out. I've seen it happen. I've seen a person completely disappear off of the face of the earth trying to put those two things together. It's like sine and cosine. They just like get sucked into a black hole of chi. Mm -hmm. That's not true. Uh, but I'm thinking about that. So if you if you have any if anybody has any recommendations, any sources or tell, should you know anything I should be worried about the discipline of like moving that slowly. I mean, I could see how that would be very centering, and it's but it requires a lot of concentration to not not do anything too quickly, you know, because you kind of want to get through it. So, well, go through the motions, so to speak. And I think you can you can like conjure up energy balls. And like throw them, th throw them at things. Um, that's not true as well. Didi Hagareda says, brainstorm. How would you get a draft to the top of a forty-plus story skyscraper? P.S. Not that you should. Is this a team-building exercise assignment? I mean, we got engineering degrees. Every once in a while, I like to use them. I I have an immediate plan that comes to mind for me. Well, is they're dangerous. First of all, I mean. Uh, I recently read about the the cinematographer who went on the the wildlife preserve filming killed. giraffes, and the giraffe swung his head around. 
hit him and killed him. I don't think that they are headbutted. I don't think that's a typical experience though. Well, they said that he wasn't following the rules. That's what the police said that the giraffe would not be punished, and he wasn't for swinging his. I mean, that's a that's a lot of momentum. There's a restaurant in Africa. Swing that head at the end of that neck around. There's a restaurant kill, in Africa the where the giraffes will stick their heads in the windows while you're eating. I, I mean, I, at the Santa Barbara Zoo, which uh, yeah, I I hesitate talking about zoos. And I, you know. They're controversial. That's the last zoo that I've been to and it may be the last zoo I ever go to. I'm just gonna leave it at that, except to say but, that but, while I was there, I fed a giraffe. Oh, so you don't wanna get into the ethics of zoos. I don't wanna get into the <laughs> okay. ethics of zoos. I'm we'll, just saying. We'll save that I for I fed another. a giraffe at the zoo and it, I mean, I guess it could, it, the, it was in such a way that like the, it couldn't have swung its head and killed me. Like it's, the head at its farthest point is the closest you could get to feed it something, and we fed it. I think that's the last experience You'll I will have. have at a zoo. I bet you I can get you back into a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that, now that you, you presented me with a challenge. Uh, You're young, man. Lots of zoo time. Lots of zoo time left. Zoo time, that's gonna be a new segment. I don't know how I feel about zoos. When I was a kid, I had Beside my stack of brochures, I had a stack of uh, zoo books, they were called. Uh, misnomer because they were magazines. They were, they were magazines and they were called zoo books. And each month I would get one and it would have uh, a different animal on the cover, tastefully shot, no, well, tastefully photographed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's clarify. Um, and I, I didn't keep the brochures, but I kept all my zoo books, and I still have them. And uh, Lando looks through them because you, I don't take him to the zoo. I just take him to the zoo books. Does he order them in pref animal preference? None of my kids are as neurotic as I am. Um, we, we, I encourage them in, in away from like what the hole that I dug and and the well that I was in the bottom of. I think it's very simple how you get a draft to the top of a 40 uh, story skyscraper. You sedate it and you put it into uh, like a harness and you use a helicopter, a, a twin engine. Well, there's big cargo helicopters. There's big elevators in like skyscrapers. Well, it's like, oh, well, yeah, if there's an elevator that would hold the draft, sure. There is. I believe that there, I mean, if you sedate it, it's gonna, you can curl it up like a snake. Okay. Well, let's just say there's not an elevator like that. But if there is, sure. A helicopter, man, think about that. Like a droopy sleeping giraffe being sloughed up next what, to a Hey, skyscraper? whatever it takes, if that's what the, if that's what the people want. <laughs> that's a Twitter moment. Uh, and I, yeah, I also agree with the questioner, this should not actually be done. We're not suggesting it be done. So if you're thinking about it, if you have plans to hoist giraffes on the top of buildings, you should probably stop that right now. I mean, they would get quite a view up there. Do it on know? green screen. Once you factor in the neck, and they're on top of a skyscraper. I mean, that's quite a treat for a giraffe, man. Well, which kind of gets into the ethics of zoos. <laughs> I did, you know, you want does, does a giraffe in the zoo have it better than a giraffe in the wild? Giraffe in the zoo is not going to be attacked by a lion. They're just going to have celery shoved down their throat by toddlers. It's not. Sh I mean, some well, not shoved. Some zoos have like giant uh, open areas. I don't know. I don't actually have an opinion about it, or that I care that much about. So, 
And I, and and just want to so stir you, the pot a little you, bit. You've made people upset by saying that. That's I, why I was like, yeah, I, I like you stirring know, the pot, man. The safest. I said the safest thing, which was, I've been you to a zoo, up. but I'm not going to a zoo anymore. I just felt like that was a safe thing to say. No, no, I want the people who absolutely hate zoos to just make a bunch of comments because I think it's it, it, feel, they, it feels good for them. I think it's cathartic for them to to get their thoughts out in YouTube comments. So I'm giving them the opportunity to do that, and we can learn from it, right? <laughs> you, should, you, you shouldn't have added that last part because it almost seemed oh. sincere until you laughed, until you said the thing that made me laugh. You, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta be more careful. No, I, I was sincerely saying we could learn from it. I'm trying to do a little PR here. Okay. I'm yeah. spin. Right. Like you're the one trying to be funny. I'm just trying to keep no, us no, out I of hot not, water. I am not trying to be funny. That is never my intention. I am never trying to be funny. The sunglasses again aren't helping. <laughs> I can't read your face and plus you look like a douchebag. I mean the glasses look great, I think you should buy them but when you're doing a podcast in like a dimly lit room, our great looking sunglasses that you can purchase at mythical.store start to undermine your coolness. No, no, I'm like Joaquin, man. You know what see, I'm saying? See what I'm saying? This you see what of, he's demonstrating? This is the kind of thing that Joaquin would do. He would, but he would be a lot more low key than me. He'd be like this. He'd be sitting back. You wouldn't be able to hear him. WWJD. Joaquin starts with a J, right? Yeah. WWJD. Mm-hmm. The you can repurpose the bracelets if uh, if you're so inclined. <laughs> Last question, Rachel Horton. If you could know the absolute and total truth to one question, what question would you ask? I think I'd ask that giraffe at the zoo how happy he is. That would that would that would be helpful, you know? Yeah. I mean, listen. I mean, there are watched, there are psychics who say they can give that answer. I watched freaking Blackfish. Free, free Willy. <laughs> I didn't watch Free Willy. I watched Blackfish, and I was like, never going back to SeaWorld. That's wrong, man. What they're doing to those freaking animals is wrong. And so they're not doing it anymore because people stop going. I'm all for that. And I know that zoos are are, are different. But, but I don't think I don't think that zoos are an equivalent. Maybe some of them are, but I don't think that most major zoos are equivalent to SeaWorld. But I don't really want to talk about this. Well, that's what you said you want, and that's why we we just like to know. Yeah. Instead I, of I speculating, talk, I want to talk to the freaking giraffe. Instead of speculating and opinionating way out of our league, we would just like to ask the animals. I mean, I would just, I mean, on that front, I guess I'd like to know, I'd like to know what my dog was thinking at any point, but I only get to ask one question, is that what it is, is this a question? If you can know, know the absolute one, the truth. truth about something. You wanna know what Jade's thinking? Jade, I think. Yeah, that's boring. I think Jade, you probably know what she's boring, thinking. Boring, yeah. I think it much. Probably pretty happy. Right. Honestly, I think the, the the question that I would really like to know is I would like to know the comprehensive, definitive truth about aliens. Yes. So I, I would like to be able if I would like do aliens exist and describe them in detail. To I want me. the complete truth about aliens. Yes. Yeah, so to be able to be like, well, actually, you're the only people in the entire universe, which would be mind blowing, or there's actually millions of other civilizations and he, let me describe them to you in this volume 
this encyclopedia of alien information. Like, that's what I wanna know. It would be nice to know, but think about how disappointing it would be if the answer, the complete and utter truth was the first option. That there's nothing, there are no other life forms in existence off of our planet. You know, boy, that would that'd be pretty disappointing, wouldn't it? Um, because I don't know if it would be disappointing. If, if the answer was there, well, the truth is there are, there is alien life. You're like, yes, tell me more, as opposed to, oh, there's nothing. Oh, seriously? It would be disappointing. I almost feel like I didn't wanna know. It'd be disappointing in terms of like the personal entertainment factor. The f not entertainment, but fascination. Fascination factor, but it would be sobering. And I think it would probably make me think differently about lots of things. Really? Because I already think that what we have on this earth is in incredibly precious. You know, I think that the fragile uh responsibility that we have, you know, um, with the, the, the amount of impact that we can have on Earth and that we are having on Earth right now mm -hmm. and on our own civilization and, you know, we already have a, a huge amount of responsibility, but if we're legitimately the only intelligent life in the entire universe, then I think it would make me even more. That's a lot of, that's a lot of pressure. It'd be like, hold on guys, no, 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 for real, we can't destroy this. Like it's actually, it's even a bigger deal than I thought it was. But if we had a complete knowledge of of alien to us life, I don't like calling them aliens. I like calling them aliens to us life. Extraterrestrial? Extra earth terrestrial, yeah. They're probably terrestrial. But terrestrial means of earth. No, it just means of, of dirt. Yeah, but earth. Is dirt, our dirt is our earth. again? You're, you're so e. self-centered here. I'm trying to get away from that, Extra, and I'm trying to get eradicate zoos too. By the way, but when the aliens show up, if they're not as smart as us, we put them in zoos. We let all the aliens. We or let all the versa. we let all the animals out, and we put aliens in the zoos. I I think sincerely. I mean, you you know a complete truth about these civilizations, which probably. We, we, we do not have the capability to get to or communicate with, so that may be very frustrating. But then ultimately, it would accelerate all of our efforts to be able to make those connections, you know? Um, and then to create an internet of, of various terrestrials, or maybe space shields. I mean, they all don't have to be associated with dirt, I guess. What I'm saying is if we knew that, it would accelerate our efforts to then connect, connect and get get out of our own way. We Yeah, the money that seems like a waste of time to some people in trying to make contact and trying to monitor the universe and to send probes out and that kind of thing. At the rate that we're working. Would suddenly become the most maybe it'll happen, but pr it probably the, the will most not important happen. thing. It would become the most important thing, unless you take like the Stephen Hawking view, which is if, if if aliens exist, we don't want them to know we're here because the chances that they are friendly are very small. Because if they're anything like us, whenever they move into a new environment, they destroy everything else. Right. Put all the animals in zoos. 
Well, I have, I want to have a more hopeful approach, but knowing the truth would help. Or would it? But here's the thing, we can't know that. I know. We can only so, want to know that. And so now I'm, I'm still frustrated, but I, I think that's an excellent answer. And I think that, well, that's where the, we'll end this thing. Oh, well, we'll begin the easy letdown. Let's begin it. Um, okay. See, and, and we can put the music in. Just I, I forget, we stopped putting the music in at the end of our podcast. We should put the, we should put the easy letdown music back in. So it's in there now, boy. It's feeling like this thing's coming to a close, but it's not yet ended. Um, I will say, I'm not going to wear sunglasses next time. Don't do that, yeah. Okay, I mean, you don't, you've already said it in the comments. Because again, but listen, I was, the, the peak, the peak, Experience, I, I would still argue is audio only, but I know that it still impacted your ear experience because of the way that I had to interact with, with him with those sunglasses. And on. even though I'm never actually trying to be funny, that's never my motivation. Um, when I said that I was gonna wear sunglasses this whole time, it was an attempt to be funny. And uh, I, it, you know, I may have failed in your eyes and I may have just annoyed you this whole time. This is a, this is a moment of growth. Which gives me a little bit of pleasure uh, be honest with you, but I'm 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 I'm, work, I'm working through that. Uh, I want to wear them again because you out there who are annoyed by the fact that I had them on, it's what keeps me going. <laughs> I love everyone. And I love you, and I I think that I want you to love me. And don't don't lump me in with this guy. But I'm never trying to be funny. I'm always serious. You can take everything I say uh, and everything that I say on this podcast at face value. At face value. It's and all literal and it's never being sarcastic. The level of that value is is questionably uh, attained, but it's probably low. Yeah, because what's the, who needs sarcasm? Sarcasm is nothing pr productive for our world. We should not be funny, we should not joke. Everything we say should be the literal meaning of the words that are coming out of our mouth because that would just make life simpler and less beautiful. Hashtag Ear Biscuits is how you continue a conversation with us on social media. Please do that, we value that, as well as leaving a review on iTunes. It's actually bright in here. And yeah, yeah. it's funny, it's bright. It's not we'll speak at, at you next week. 